Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Pat Thurston and Brett Burkhart. California Senator Dianne Feinstein says she is determined to serve out the two years remaining in her term, and she hasn't ruled out running for another one. There has been speculation and even pressure on Feinstein that she might step down, but the 89-year-old senator says she is not going anywhere. Questions have been raised for several years about Senator Feinstein's mental fitness. And, you know, those of us who have covered her for many decades can tell she's definitely slipped. She's not nearly as sharp as she once was, which, of course, is true for many of us as we get older. Uh, You'll note that you have not heard Senator Feinstein interviewed live on KCBS for several years now because her staff simply won't expose her to that. They won't let her do live interviews where they can't step in and assist her. Uh, But she told the Los Angeles Times that she absolutely intends to complete this term, her fifth term, her health willing, of course, and that she will decide this spring whether to seek a sixth full term. She's already the oldest member of the Senate. She'll be 91 when her current term ends in 2024. So this should lay to rest the speculation that Governor Newsom might get to appoint another senator should Feinstein retire early, Pat and Brett. But it won't stop the behind-the-scenes maneuvers of those already hoping to run for her seat two years from now. Is it at all surprising that Senator Feinstein is so adamant about finishing her term, Doug? I mean, not really. She's always been uh, this kind of person. Um, she She's not a quitter. She likes to finish what she starts. She's determined to, you know, use her seniority. She likes the job. Um, she's been doing it for so, so long. So, no, I'm not surprised that she's not going to step down. I mean, I thought perhaps, um, you know, family health issues might lead her to do that, but uh, she seems determined to stay. Um, you know, there's no reason for her not to if she thinks she can do the job, although many people, as I said, aren't so sure. Um, but so I'm not that surprised that that she's saying, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. She wants to go out on her terms. Now, I don't really think she's going to run again. I think she'll say in the spring that she's decided not to seek another term in 2024. And that'll set off this, you know, frenzy to succeed her. But she's sort of leaving the options open because there's no reason for her, for her to do anything else right now. Yeah, well, you know, she is um, somebody who is quite loyal to the Democratic Party. I mean, she's been a Democrat all her life, hasn't she? And I'm thinking that if she left her seat early, that could help Democrats. Governor Newsom uh, could then name her replacement, maybe even himself, and then that person would be an incumbent in the next election. Yeah, but a Democrat's going to win that seat no matter what. I mean, yeah. certainly she would be replaced by a Democrat, so they'd maintain their majority. Uh, if there were a special election, she'd, she a Democrat would win it. And even if she steps down in 24, that seat is going to a Democrat no matter what. So it really won't change the Democrats' majority in the Senate, whether she finishes her term or not, whether she runs again or not. Um, I don't think Gavin Newsom is going to appoint himself to that seat, but I suppose that's a possibility. But yeah, I don't think the equation is going to change much because no matter what, the Democrats are going to hold that seat. I mean, there isn't even a significant Republican making noise about running. Whoever does run in 24 for that seat will be a sacrificial lamb from the Republican side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think about that, especially since uh, you know, since that that office has been a Democrat for so many years. You know, and you talk about n- not believing that she will run again for reelection in twenty twenty four, but didn't she already get the ball rolling on that? Didn't she take out paperwork? And, is, and maybe in that yeah, just for just fundraising. Yeah, I mean, you do that anyway, and you do look at fundraising. She has some money, but she's not raising a lot of money, and that's always a good sign of, of what someone's going to do. Uh, you know, taking the paperwork, opening the committee, having the, the ability to – someplace for the money to go as you raise it is a fairly routine measure, uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to run or not. Um, I, you know, I'd be surprised if she didn't keep her campaign committee up and running, and, and she has. Uh, one thing you might look at a little more closely is who is already raising money to maybe run in 24. And of course, you look at that list, we've talked about Adam Schiff. He has said here on KCBS, I think to you, Brett, that he's already looking at running in 24 and he's got 24, $25 million socked away that he can use to run for the Senate. He's got more than anybody else. Katie Porter in Orange County, obviously very good at raising money. Mm -hmm. She had to raise about that much just to get reelected in a squeaker, but she could raise that much again easily if she decides to go for the Senate in two years. So there are a number of people, Democrats in House seats in California now who are already behind the scenes, raising money, talking to potential donors. Would you support me if I did this already getting ready to run, assuming that she's not going to run for another term? Yeah, and both of the people that you just mentioned currently in the House of Representatives, they're both very, very popular with Democrats. But, you know, I'm wondering if Senator Feinstein knows how much she's declining and if she understands that her inability to be subject to media interviews is bad for her constituents. It's not good that we can't hear questions posed to her and the answers that she has for them. Yeah, it's certainly not. Look how often we have Senator Padilla on, who's obviously, you know, 40 years younger. Um, And we used to have Senator Feinstein on all the time. I think the last time I interviewed her here was um, probably when she ran for this last term. So that would have been in uh, 2018. I mean, and she had someone holding her and it wasn't live. They had her record it. And she had a staffer there, you know, figuratively holding her hand while she did the interview. And she stumbled around a little bit. I mean, I don't know that she is aware um, uh, of how she has uh, faltered as she's gotten older. She she doesn't profess to be. I'd be surprised that anyone can't be. You know, we all know, oh, I can't remember that thing as quickly. I can't summon that word as quickly. We tend to be aware of our own deficiencies as we age. Maybe, maybe she, you know, she insists she can still do this job and is capable of doing it, but we've seen some of the missteps and the things she said that don't make sense. Uh, you know, she nears 90, which again is, you know, uh, any of us would, we hope to be that healthy when we're near 90. Um, but I do think it, it hurts her and her constituents not, not hearing from them on a regular basis. And you know, there are people who say, look, if she's not doing the job, which includes town halls and meeting with her constituents and doing these media interviews, then she's not doing the job uh, to the degree that needs to be done. And that's one of the reasons people would like to see someone else take that seat. And I mentioned Schiff and Porter. You also have to think about Ro Khanna from San Jose, although there's talk in the Bernie Sanders crowd of having him run for president. Um, he's certainly an up-and-comer. Eric Swalwell would be interested from the East Bay. Um, Barbara Lee from Oakland has, has been thinking about it. Uh, Karen Bass was until she became mayor. I assume she's not interested now. She'll want to be mayor for a while. Uh, but there's you know a lot of Democrats in congressional seats in California who've had their eye on this seat for a long, long time. Governor Newsom has promised to appoint a black woman to replace Feinstein. Is there a strategy happening behind the scenes within the Democratic Party? Because if she does decide to step away, it's an appointment. Uh, if she finishes out her terms, that, that's going to be an election. So which is it? And does Governor Newsom have the ear of Feinstein? 
Yeah, I think that um, it's certainly better for this field, this large field, if, if she finishes her term, because then it's just a free-for-all, it's an election, and see who can win. If Newsom gets to appoint someone because she steps down or, or something happens to her health, uh, that person obviously has a huge advantage. Now, he has said he would appoint a black woman. I assume you can scratch Karen Bass off the list. Who does that leave? Barbara Lee from Oakland, and you know she's already in her 70s. Um, London Breed from San Francisco, potentially. Shirley Weber, the Secretary of State, she's in her 70s. Uh, there aren't that many black women uh, in California who, who, who you could say are, are ready to become a U.S. senator who, who would be on that list. So in some ways, it might be letting him off the hook a bit not to have to make good on that promise if Feinstein finishes this seat and you just have an election to succeed her. It's a fantastic conversation. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you, Brett and Pat. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with uh, with a couple of, with a guest tomorrow, another one Thursday. You can hear the state of California every weekday at three thirty p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the challenges facing new Mayor Karen Bass in L.A. and new Mayor Sheng Tao or Mayor Elect Sheng Tao in Oakland as they try to tackle homelessness. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBF. All Star Closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.